Welcome to Jazz Thought Corner. Ah, how are you? How is everyone? December 23rd. Um, does it even feel like the holidays? Not at all. Not at all. We're kind of just flowing, which is what we've been doing this whole year. But how are you? All of it, I know. All of it. Love to everyone. I know that, you know, we have good days, bad days, and the in-between. Um, Capricorn season. On the 21st, we just had the great conjunction. Um, I really hope that everyone was aware of this new energy that came in, but maybe some not right just just depending on the energy that you subscribe to you know we have i mean all of us for the most part have social media but um typically it depends on who you follow and what you follow but december 21st which was uh the winter equinox um jupiter and saturn aligned at zero degrees in the sign of aquarius air sign which marked the dawn of the new age you know we no matter what we do or don't know you know we all know that the age of aquarius you know there was a song and it's like this whole like you know hippie rainbow wonderful cosmic something right but we've all at least heard of the age of Aquarius, right? Um, not to get all into it, obviously it's like, yo, we have Google and we have all these engines to be able to research information, right? And do that, do that. If you believe in, in these things are not very interesting, right? Um, definitely, a way of going down that rabbit hole so I definitely encourage that the rabbit hole is not too too bad right so as I said the dawn of the of the new age right um, Jupiter is the planet of expansion and Saturn is the planet of contraction uh, Jupiter it's said that Saturn used to be the planet for Aquarius now um, it is Jupiter Saturn represents Capricorn right and since 1802, Jupiter and Saturn have been conjoining in Earth signs, which means that they've been aligned with and sitting in Earth signs, which represents the industrial area era, the mundane, the earthly things, the hard work, the just all of what all of that represents, right? The Earth realm. And now we've moved into Aquarius, which is air. In the tarot, earth signs are represented by the pentacles, which is kind of like a gold coin, which is like, you know, earthly gains, uh, monetary things, anything that is in the physical. And now we're moving into air. And the tarot that represents, it's represented by the swords, which is the mind, the mind, information, right? So we're going 
from that era into kind of the age of information, which we've been slowly dabbling in, right? Like the industrial era had to happen so that we can come up with all these things that now provide all the information that is readily available, is in our face. It all just really depends um, if we're looking into these things, right? So now more than ever, we're really in the information age. Like information that matters, matters, right? Not like, you know, what celebrities are doing and, and, and all this like earthly stuff, you know, um, rich people and like, no, we're talking about the richness of the soul of the spirit, right? Uh, so information age is what we're really going to. And, you know, we've been sitting a lot of like awesome things you know, people that are really doing that shadow work, that self work to improve themselves. Like the 21st was like a big deal, right? Because it's like aligning with those energies. If you're looking up to the sky, please look up to the sky because there's so much stuff that's going on up there. Um, what's very interesting is that, you know, if you really look at it, we're used to like just looking down all the time, looking to our phone, looking at all these things. And, and we never really look up at the sky. You know, the, the moments that we do, it's always very magical. If you're doing it on your own or if you're doing it with someone. Um, I always recall in my younger days doing that, like being a kid and like laying in the grass after like playing a whole bunch and just like laying in the grass and looking up at the sky. And, and there's something about being able to do that, that um, you realize what a grand thing all of this is right and how can we connect to that how are we part of that um now the energy that we're going into now that we've you know experienced this great conjunction is information not just of what's on the outside but just what's inside information of, of our ancestors that we have neglected and ignored right we all have gifts and purposes and right now more than ever is the time to be able to tap into that knowledge to to figure out what is our role we all can't do the same thing all of us don't have the tools the gifts to do the same thing but all of us do our part to contribute what is that right as I've sat here and I have meditated, the questions that have come up for me are, who are you? Like, not your name, not your career, not what your family and friends have told you or taught you, but like, who are you? The essence of you. Like, what is your soul? What is your spirit? Right? This is... This has to be known to be able to then dive deep to answer those questions, right? We all have to really understand that what we see, what we feel, what we think has a big, big factor with our experience since a young age, right? So apart from all of that, if you sit still with yourself, 
and you don't connect to your experiences, your circumstances, like who are you, right? And now we're kind of going into like, you know, that woo-woo dreamy stage, right? Which is being a childlike, right? Obviously, we're not talking about being immature and, and, and being ignorant and, and blaming uh, the lack of knowledge to why you think or don't think a certain way, right? It's all around us. Now we have all this knowledge that we have, to, like it's our responsibility to be able to, to figure these things out. And even if we're agreeing to disagree, it's not based on like these earthly things, right? Because knowledge is power and the more power you have, the more you know that you are able to change and shift. We have the power to change and shift, right? So now in this space that I am in my life, now I'm trying to think, it's like obviously you can figure out like who you are, who you thought you were, who you think you are now, all of that. And everything is like in different stages in life, right? So who I was, you know, between the ages of 15 and 20, 20 to 25, et cetera, et cetera, is not who I am now, right? Obviously, it's like, you know, the older you get, the less you don't, you don't have the same energy. No matter what you try to do, right? We're living in this body. The older that you get, we tend to, to become heavier and, and sadder at the fact that we once were and we no longer are. But the way that I like to look at it is that obviously we have to take care of our bodies and, and, and to be able to thrive and be healthy and have that energy that we need, right? Because we're still in this, in this realm where we have to like move around. It's not like you're like, I'm just going to lay in bed and think wonderful thoughts. Like, no, you still got to move around and do what you have to do. Right. But the older that you get, the more obvious it is that life is pushing you to be closer to spirit and your mind and your thoughts and your feelings. Eh, we could talk about feelings, right? Because feelings are usually about perspective, right? Um, so kind of just like analyzing that and, and going inward more than anything, right? The, the message right now for us my generation, because most things that we've chosen to identify with are outer. They're without, not necessarily within. So we come from a generation where we knew, but we played the part, right? We played the part. You don't ask questions. That's just the way it is. You, we never really felt the power to be able to change anything, right? Um, and any rebellious nature that we had within us, uh, we kind of kept quiet whenever we would be rebellious, right? Rebellious is a desire to resist the authority or the control or convention, right? We always knew there, no matter what you subscribe to, there was always a part of you that's like, this ain't right. This ain't right. This, mm, I don't know how I feel about this, right? But we have also been taught to be quiet and to stand in line and just follow the crowd, right? Because the generation before us told us, 
that's just the way it is. We don't ask too many questions and that things are the way they are. And just because that's just the way that it is. So our voices were not our own. Hip hop was like a big thing. I mean, music is always a big thing, right? And I think that people need to really understand the vibration of music, right? Like, obviously, you know, ain't no problem with getting a little gangster, you know what I'm saying? A little freak, you do what you got to do or whatever, right? But like, music is a vibration. That's why it's so important. Like, I'm very defensive about my music. When somebody says that they love music and music is life, I'm like, really? What you listen to, right? Through music, you bond depending on the music that you're really listening to, right? But even if it's some, like, real, like, low-density music, you know, on some some whole shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, then then the energy is we all on some whole shit, you know? But is it really matching? Because I'm sorry, you can't really be listening to pimp music when you ain't a pimp. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? But the vibe of you listen to the pimp music and for a quick minute you feel like a pimp, don't you? Right? So... Through my generation, you know, we spoke, we always have, but, you know, I can only relate to what I've been through. So we spoke through music, right? And there was like spurts of outrage, right? But then we fell back into place. And to me, that's why hip hop has been such a big thing because like hip hop is a movement, right? Um, very defensive about my hip hop, right? Because it's, it's culture, it's a movement. It's not just rap, right? There's people that love rap, but hip hop, hip hop. If you have never been to like a real hip hop concert, then you you ain't never really caught a vibe because it's a vibe. And we always fell back into place, right? No matter what we felt, we felt more what was personal, what we were individually going through. But very rarely do we all really feel these things together right and our friends became our refuge but those were still like moments they were not movements because you go back to life and you go back to walk in line because that's just the way that it is and you know i i thought about it and that's exactly what we came here to experience our generation, the generation before us, walked in line. Our generation was told to walk in line, but we were still side-eyeing. Hmm. Because they didn't feel right. You do what you have to do, right? You listen to your parents. You're like, oh, everybody. You know, there's a lot of social experiments where even if you have somebody that's like, they don't even know what's going on, uh, eventually people just become part of because that's what we want to feel we want to feel part of but the part of that we have been i don't even want to say like been i mean we like been forced to be part of is not it don't it, it don't feel right it don't sit right we always felt like hmm, there's, a, there's something more. And there's some of us that have searched for the more, but then if you haven't really found your tribe, then you're being weird. You're always talking crazy. Oh, they're all conspiracy theorists. Whatever the case may be, there's always some type of backlash, sometimes harsh, sometimes very subtle. 
because anytime that you're trying to do something a little bit out of the norm, somebody's going to say something to discourage, right? Because the energy has been what it was. So anybody that's trying to walk out of line or sit still, like we ain't got to walk, whatever it is, somebody's going to say something to discourage, especially if you haven't found your tribe quite just yet. But what I was saying is that in meditation, I have realized that that's exactly what we came here for, right? Due to the fact that we were chosen for this. Because now through our experience, through our pain, through our struggle, through our observation, through our participation, we have realized that now that we are at this stage in our life, right? And I don't want to say that we're this old or whatever, right? Because it's really not, it's just the stage that we are in our life. What I have concluded is that we came here to inspire. Not necessarily to lead, but to allow those that come after us to change and dismantle. We came here to learn the system. Shout out to everybody that has been doing their work. And the system, right? When we think about the system, we're like, oh, the government. No, we ain't talking about just that. I'm talking about all of it. All of it. The structures, the teachings, the beliefs, all of that. Right? Because we're moving from an era of, I believe to an era of I know. Now it's not I believe things will change. Now we're moving into I know they will. And to know that something is going to happen, that means that you will be part of that change. We gain the knowledge. And now we teach because those of us that have done the work, the grimy, grimy work, the muddy, the mucky, the dark, the vulnerable, the that really ain't that big of a deal, but it has affected all your life type work. Because sometimes the work that we're doing, right, it's like sometimes it, it's a little bit difficult to be like, well, that one time, you know, that little Timmy took that candy and pushed me down and I fell down. Ever since then, I haven't been able to trust because Timmy was my best friend and I just realized, you know, whatever it is, right? Sometimes you're like, damn, that sounds like so minimal. It's so minimal. But the thing is, is that everything, especially in our younger years that we have gone through, affects us in some type of way because our subconscious is taking notes. So although it's not in the forefront of your life and it's like super obvious, we really just think that like the big things that have happened in our life are is what affects us. But the small things, we never really like look into those things because no matter how big the things are that happen, it's really the small things that like shape and become and start those like patterns that then become characteristics and then it's just like that's just the way that we that's just the way I am and y'all know how I feel about that's just the way I am right so because with the work 
that we will continuously do our whole life. What, what happens is that when we continuously do that, what we're gaining is wisdom, right? When, when I became a mother, my only reference was my mother, right? Uh, when I became a mother, I didn't understand most of the reasoning behind what my mother did, her choices, her words, her actions. And now as I move as a mother, as clear as it is that this is me and these are my actions and these are my moves, so often I see her. As I began to learn the uncertainty of being a mother, right? Because that's the closest that you're ever really going to go get to when it comes down to like doing for and living for and breathing for and striving for. I simultaneously learned that my mother, her choices, her words, her actions were because of her experience. I, I realized that I came here, right? As like, you know, sometimes it's like, especially during your teenage years, you just feel like you're being restricted and you're being kept from. And I mean, all of us have gone through, through some times where we like hated our mother and probably wished horrible things. I'm sorry, mama. I'm sorry. Cause I didn't know. Right. Like we go through all these things. Right. Um, because we just feel like someone is trying to keep us from and restricting us and we're trying to live our life and and the lack of communication and empathy and they didn't really teach us they just told us if they even told us because a lot of us have parents that didn't tell us nada it was just like because that's just the way that it is right so then we have like this trauma from like not understanding. Now we're processing based on our experience in life and we don't even know what the hell, like, I don't like it. I just don't like it and I'm mad. But now as time has passed, I have realized that I came to teach her. I chose this mission to come and chose her as a mother because I came here to teach her. And now that I am a mother myself, I've learned that my children came here to teach me. I still have my work to do as a mother, but they came here to teach me and to open my eyes. I was told what to do. And now with them, now I have learned that their life is theirs. And that it's my duty not just to live for them and breathe for them and provide for them and put food on the table, right? Because a lot of us that have like trauma when it comes to our parents, like I remember my father always saying like, I work hard and I put food on the table and you're clothed and you're going to school and all this stuff, right? And, and me, right? Because everybody has a different love language. Shout out, shout out to my best friend because I took the, the love language test yesterday and I realized that my love language is quality time. 
I'm, I was pretty close with like words of affirmation and um, I forgot what the other one was. But um, take that test if you guys haven't, right? Because some of us don't even know what our love language is. I think that's important for you to be able to communicate. Because if we ain't vibing because you think that buying me gifts is showing me love and my love language is quality time, then we need to figure that out, right? Because like, what we doing? What we doing? Or vice versa, or whatever it might be, right? Because if, you're, if, if your love language is gifts and you were a broke person, I don't know how that's going to work out unless they're like really creative and like give you some construction paper type of, you know, hearts and, and, and things. But as I was saying, my duty, especially now that I became a mother, because when you become a mother, there's like this sense of urgency that you have to do. You have to figure out what you believe in, what, who you are, right? Because one day they're going to ask you. So my duty is to work on me so that I can lead them and allow them to find their path because they chose me for their sole purpose. We become their inner voice, but we give the tools to recognize that the voice is not theirs. Like you hear that? We become their inner voice, but it is our duty to give them the tools for them to realize and recognize that that voice is not theirs and that they must live in knowing and trusting their intuition so that they're able to, to clearly see what their role is, what their purpose is, what their power is. Did you know that like that inner voice is not you, especially like that negative one. It's not you. It's not you. It's a culmination of everyone, especially like our parents or whoever raised us, right? It's their voice or our interpretation of their actions. You know, a lot of people really get offended. Like when somebody says something to them that doesn't sit right or that offended them or made them feel bad about themselves or whatever the case might be. But most of the time, anytime that I have someone that gets offended about when someone says something grimy or nasty to them, it's like, if you're dealing with somebody that's not really a kind and compassionate and positive person, loving, you know, just working from, from that heart space, when they say something grimy and nasty to you, compassion is not accepting, oh, you don't know no better and still messing with them, right? Because you have the choice to be able to walk away from anything that does not make you feel good. Anything that doesn't make you feel love. But for you to realize that like, that's the way they talk to themselves. How are they going to speak to you any better? Like, let that marinate. The energies that are flowing, we into what? We're already into day two, right? Of, the, of this alignment of the energies. It, what a time to be alive. I know that there's like so much messed up things that are happening 
all around us. But like right now, right? We're moving from the earthly all around us, everything around us to air where we are in, in, inward, inward, inward. It is our duty to go within. It is our duty to now like do some time traveling and go back in time to those moments that created our shadows. We can't get rid of them because they're still part of what made us. But you have to go back to be able to make peace with them. Embrace them, acknowledge them. Like, you know, think about kind of like a rebellious kid, an angry kid. At the end of the day, it's like, well, why are they acting out of pocket? Why are they acting that way? Because they want love. Because they want to be recognized. They want to be acknowledged. As much as we have shunned our shadows or let them create, we've allowed them to create our character. They are not you, but they are part of what you are here now, right? The tools to do the work. Some of us didn't even know that there were tools because it is what it is and you don't question and God forbid that we would show a moment of weakness or vulnerability, right? God forbid that we would really stare in the mirror and not like what we see to then take control of the sole thing that we have control of and do the work. Our parents didn't know any better. But we do. So what are we choosing? Excuses, blaming, denial. Are you projecting it onto others because everybody else got a problem, not you? We have energy, but we're tired. It's been exhausting. Everything that we have gone through has been exhausting, right? And the work goes in tears. At this age, because I'm talking to us, like I'm talking to like, you know, I'm not talking to like the young people or like the old people. I'm talking to us. I'm talking to my people. I'm talking to my generation, right? This stage in our life right now, although it is work nonetheless, but it is the acceptance of our purpose now. It's our duty. It's our duty to do our work because we can no longer live separated. As a collective, it is our duty to clearly see that when we do our work, when we go into the grimy and the gritty and the muddy and the shit that we don't want to see or the things that we don't even know exist, that when we are doing that work, we're really doing it for all of us. 
your gifts, our gifts are for others, but they're fulfilling you completely nonetheless. Like we all win. We all win, all of us. It's a collective consciousness. Like right now we have work to do. We've been taught to be separate. Well, we're, I mean, as woo well as it sounds, I mean, we're, we're all one. We're all one. To be able to thrive, we must unite in like our spirit. Our, the generation before us was about survival. And, you know, as much as I've said that I wanted to record a podcast about like survival mode, I remember how proud I was. And not that being a survivor is not something to be proud of, right? But then when it like seeps into your spirit and your soul, because all you identify yourself as, as like a person that survives, right? We're also not taught that our purpose is to thrive. It's not about survival mode anymore. It's about thriving. It's about knowing that we can change. Like we have the power to change, right? Like what is magical, right? Because I'm a magical, listen, I'm magical, okay? But what does that mean that you want to see me like fucking like creating things in between my hands or whatever? I mean, like I don't know what, what magical really means. We're very stuck on the being so literal, we're, be, we're stuck on being literal, but like, my magic is my magic, your magic is your magic. Do you know what your magic is? To be able to like connect to what that is. We gotta go back to like, you know, when we were like shorties. Cause I'm sure that we all can go back to like a time where we were trying to be, we were magical and we dreamed and we thought of all this like amazing stuff, right? Um, maybe some of us were not even allowed to be in a, in a space to be able to dream, but like we all have dreamed of something that was like far-fetched and magical. And it's different for all of us, but it's still all part of like the whole picture. So, listen, it's time to be in the know. It is time to be in the know of our magic, of just, it's time for us to connect to our tribe and, and talk about things, right? Because I always say that no matter how much I think on my own and meditate, you know, obviously that brings in what, you know, just the peace and the alignment of what you need. But like when you around like your people and you start talking, like I was talking to my girl and she's just like, let's dream together. And I'm just like, oh, who says that? Like, I mean, can we all have like more friends that we could just sit there and be like, let's dream. Like, let's stop complaining. 
right? Because in, in to be able to do, to be able to reach your goals, you have to be able to dream. What does that look like? What does that look like? And in doing these things, then we are teaching and we are the living example to those that come after us, right? That, that they are now able to live in the know to be able to do. Because little by little, everybody knows more math. Like everybody got to be better. Every generation got to be better. So now we are the wisdom seekers to be able to teach those after us so that they could just like make moves. Ooh, what? Listen, I love y'all. I know 2020 has been hard for a lot of us and we don't know what is going to happen, but I know that if all of us sit down and dream of better, then we're able to do better and then everything will be better. I mean, it sounds very magical, but all of us are magical. You magical, stop playing. Do you hear me? Like you're magical, like let's get it popping. So, do your work. You know, when you when you going on the internet, when you on Facebook and Instagram, like who cares about what these celebrities are doing or, or or what you know the politics and what they're saying? Like if you're into politics, and educate yourself on like the like the real things, and not just ed because there's one thing. One thing is for you to just like be gaining information to then cause anxiety and be stressed out because you can't do quote unquote anything about it. What is the purpose? What is the goal? We in the age, we have transitioned into the age of knowing. And we got the keys. I love y'all. I'll talk to you soon. Um, Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever it is that you guys celebrate. You know, it to, to me, it I don't really, I'm not a like label person, but it's just about the vibe. I mean, be safe. You know, those that are on their own and staying home, love to you. Those that are going to be with families, like wonderful bubble of protection so that you're able to, you know, be in a space of love and that everybody's good. But the whole point is, you know, still just being able to like, things are going to get better. Things are getting better. And sometimes, you know, when, when you put a kid on timeout, they mad. But sometimes we do have to sit down and reflect. Have you been reflecting? Do the work. Love, love, love is Jazz Thought Corner. Peace.